0: Well, hello and welcome to the Church Office podcast. My name is Gavin Smith, and it's a joy to welcome you today to this Church Administration podcast. We love talking about all the stuff that happens behind the scenes. We're passionate about it. And uh, my special guest today is Penny. Penny, welcome. Hi there. It is good to have you on. Our listeners love you, Penny. Oh, really? Yeah, we got some, we've had some good feedback from Penny. They love it when you're on. Um, you know, high, high rating podcasts when you're on. So you know, I, I just
1: remember the um one of the very first comments about um I think it was about Tim Wyatt. And I'd said what a great accountant he was. And you referred to that conversation yeah. about him being a wicked accountant or something, wicked. which he did yeah. picked up on, on his podcast. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I think he appreciated being called a wicked accountant. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so it's great. So Penny and I, today's podcast is really kind of chatting and focusing on on the conference that we went to last week. The the only possibly church administrators conference in, in the UK. Um, so run by UCAN, which me and Penny are both involved yeah. in. Um, big thank you to the cutting edge team who made it work and and take the time to put on something. And I think we had over probably about a hundred people there, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, they definitely were with the team members who helped to put it on. And yeah, definitely.
0: And I left. It was
1: good this time because it, it was slightly different from previous years in that there was a. Um, Slightly different mix of people who were there. Actually, some of the ops managers and directors have managed to get their pastors, vicars, senior leaders to come yeah. along with them. That was really insightful. Speaking to a couple of them on the day, um, they were just so enthusiastic about seeing such and such a body's world yeah. or um, understanding, actually, there's spiritual elements to administration. We know it's a spiritual gift. I'm sure you've talked about that on yeah. many occasions. but But there is a spiritual nature to it.
0: Yes, great, and that that partnership that we that we need, don't we, between you know our, our elders or our senior leaders and, and our function doing operations, the relationship is so key. So to have people there is just like a massive sign of commitment. So um, yeah, good stuff. So we 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 we're, we're in London in the big smoke uh yeah. lots of full day packed with stuff and I guess we're not going to do it justice to do everything but we wanted to get together and say what are some of the highlights what are the things that stuck out to us and if you weren't at the conference then then maybe that'll encourage you to to, to you know kind of log in and see some of the sessions and they are available online to UCAN members you might even consider joining and being part of UCAN as well um from this so let's go to the first session then Andy Bagwell kicks us off doesn't he
1: um, I wouldn't say so much kicked us off as uh, rode us off. He did. Um, Andy sat on a pink exercise bike from memory.
0: And it was an unusual start to a conference. I was sitting there a little horrified.
1: I wondered how on earth he was going to link this to anything to do with administration.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: for those listening, Andy is one of our exec directors at UCAN and he proceeded to give deliver what I thought his intention was to deliver the entire talk while sitting on an exercise bike, which, no disrespect, but it was pink, so I just couldn't get away from the fact he was sitting on a pink bike. But anyway, um, Barbie sprung to mind. Anyway, um, probably not allowed to say that. But um, his point was, he was talking about his spin class Mm. and that he'd been, um, I know you do football, Gav, but my age-appropriate exercise is also a spin class because he can stay sitting down for the majority of the time. (laughs) He seems to be really high-tech. Um, he was talking about the different um, variety of intensity and that kind mm. of thing, um, you know, in, in his spin class, which kind of allied a little bit with the variety and intensity of what it is we do as yeah. administrators. But also, you know, I was thinking about that from our Christian walk. I um, I was just telling you, I actually went to a spin class this morning. Great job, Penny, 6.30 in the morning. Mm. And um, it was it was quite interesting because I'm really... I think there's a book about this practicing the presence of God. Have you come across that?
0: No, um,
1: I need to look this up because it's one of those that's in my head and I should have checked it before I came on. But, um, I decided I would do my spin class this morning in God's presence, which sounds most bizarre to most people. I'm just trying to to just learn to be a Mary, not a Martha. That was one of the things that came up last week as well, wasn't it? Our relationship with God being yeah. so important in the busyness of our, our world and our workplace. So I decided I was going to do my spin class in God's presence, which I think it was highly appropriate that just before I set off for the gym, um, I read, the Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? <laughs> just thinking, <laughs> the guy at the front of the class, what is he going to do to <laughs> me? The Lord is with me. And, um, So I did. I sat there in that class and I I was thinking about I have done a a training on the church training on this. But I was even listening to the music. You know, I just mentioned this to you before. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. (laughs) Ain't no river deep enough. I'm thinking I'm sure there's a scripture passage on that. But, yeah, you know, we we can do our every day in God's presence. Yeah, we really can do that. Um, but there was a point where I actually missed the instruction from the 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 guy in lycra right at the front because I was so busy concentrating on what I was doing. And it just made me take note of I missed a vital instruction because I was too busy
0: yeah.
1: doing. And I know I'm taking the, the metaphor quite a long way away here. But it made me think, how often am I too busy doing my doing that I miss what God's trying to talk to me about? Yeah. So. That's my morning and that's my link really neatly to yeah. Andy's class last week. It was that great.
0: I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it was um, it, it was a great illustration. And I think I really appreciated Andy's thinking about, you know, the kind of change of zones, change of intensity. You know, he had all these kind of like digital pictures Disney, of his results and stuff and yeah. the impact that that had on him. And um, it was a really, really good thing that actually in the season now where the whole point of the conference was kind of, trying to do more or trying to maintain what we're doing, but with less and mm-hmm. less resources, less people. And that can feeling of a bit of pressure on us and in different zones and different intensity, we're gonna feel it. And even what you were saying there is, as you get busier, you lose that focus. You can lose the instructions. You can lose, actually get bogged down in what we're doing and, and miss the bigger bigger picture um and andy's you know andy was great point you know was that how often we can forget the main thing and um um, i know in one of the sessions we were talking one day about one corinthians about paul says you know first importance is a gospel first being first importance that christ died for us and he he rose in accordance with the scriptures and you think yeah it's easy for us as practical task-driven tickless people we love all that to be doing rather than just enjoying grace and enjoying the gospel and keeping the main thing the main thing and um so yeah it was a nice kind of start to the to the conference um anything else you got from him
1: yeah I was just looking back through my notes because I think the um I I was sort of approaching the conference doing more with less all that kind of thing thinking yeah fewer volunteers fewer resources less whatever yeah, how many times do I preach on God owns a cattle on a thousand hills or actually all the resources are there. We've been given everything we need for life and godliness. Yeah. So actually, it's not about not having enough. It's about actually he, he is our sufficiency. Mm. So either he's given it to us and we're not using it right yeah. You know, the resources are there. The people are there. We were challenged about, you know, where, where are the people? You know, are we are we allowing people to walk in their discipleship journey or are we just keeping things to ourselves? Are we employing people rather than letting volunteers do yeah. things? All of that kind of conversation. But I guess it's the whole stewardship of either we're not using things right or we're perhaps even doing too much. Yeah. Are we trying to achieve too much? So is yeah. it about we're trying to do as much as we've always done, just with less, or has the fact that we've got less, or does the fact that we've got less mean we should be doing less? You know, and that's always a great yeah. challenge, isn't it? And it's a, I think most administrators would go, please, can we do a bit less? Yeah. You know, that's a really difficult conversation to have because I often find those who are being the visionary leaders of the church probably want to do more. Yeah. Because yeah. more seems like we're reaching more people, we're teaching more people, we're leading more people. Um, you know, so so, what does less
0: mean? Yeah, it does raise things about capacity, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. and actually, what are we able to deliver, and what's realistic? And that. and I, I think there's hopefully there's some good takeaways there for people to start having conversations and saying, actually, we've always done it like this, and this 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 really does come back to us as kind of admin and ops. We we like the way we've always done it. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't like change. Um, don't have the time to kind of somebody said to me after the first session, it's like, I need to work on the system, but I don't have time to step away from the system to be able to do the work. And I think that that's probably a common, common sense of that. And so, um, you know, the, the real encouragement to kind of keep the main thing, the main thing, keep the gospel, how do we disciple people and how do we include more people to enable us to actually do more than we were doing? And it it is a change of thinking. It's a change of mindset. And, um, and um, some of us are going to be doing that better than others. Some of us are going to have to learn through mistakes in doing that. And um, for others, you're thinking, "Gosh, this is the way I've always done it, and I always yeah. want to do it." Um, and and yeah, so it was a good challenge. So I think it's a good challenge for me, sitting as a, in part of a bigger church. That we could have the funds to go and employ somebody to do something. But actually, if we can gather a group of people together, I wonder what gifts we've got in the congregation that we haven't gone and thought through um that we could deploy and get people involved in. So um so that that was uh, really good.
1: That that leads really neatly into the session that you and I both listened to with John Truscott. Oh John Truscott
0: he's was back, wasn't it great?
1: Grandfather of UCAN or is he the father of UCAN? Anyway, he's a yeah a great 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 guy but he really challenged us to yeah. think about um you know are we Are we trying to fill a role or are we looking at how do we disciple somebody in terms of these are the gifts that they've been given that we have the discernment to see in them? How are we helping those gifts to come out? How are we providing an environment where people are able to to utilize and really flesh out and and be discipled in discipleship, meaning learning Mm -hmm. and following be discipled in, you know, the gifts that God's given to them and the person that they should be rather than just filling a task because it needs doing. Yeah. And I know sometimes there are tasks that need to be done, but I wonder how often, as you just said, there we miss the gifting which is in the congregation, yeah, because we haven't had a conversation about it, we haven't asked about it, we haven't done our research, we haven't got alongside or built a relationship. But there was some other brilliant stuff in John's uh seminar, wasn't there?
0: He was he was great, I, I thoroughly enjoyed John and loved him, and I think he 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 wanted us to kind of reverse our thinking don't we So we, we love a good rotor. We love a field rotor. We love a rotor that just consistently works. You know, that, that is a yeah. joy. Um, but yeah. he was thinking reverse thinking. And, and the question he asked is what role in church life will help grow as a, a disciple of Christ. So yeah. if we put someone into role, where, where are they going to grow? How can they grow? And, um, and what could we, what, what things could we explore that's going to enable that to happen? Um, where can we give some leadership? And um, it's a different way of thinking, isn't it?
1: It's a really different way of thinking, especially when you're when you are. So it's your own way of thinking, but it's also a way of thinking about admin and ops because quite often there's a. I mean, somebody said to me afterwards, "Why are you even talking about that at your conference?" Mm. Well, actually, because our job is also the Great Commission. Yeah. You know, it's not just to fill the rotor and get the jobs yeah. done. Our job as admin and ops is also to disciple people. So it's not, you know, a spiritual monopoly on one one part or another. Um, But yeah, how great to have the, you know, the privilege to be able to to have that first contact with somebody and go, I really see that God could use you over there or over there
0: yeah and it was great john sort of addressed these sort of the uh, the the ongoing complaining that there is from from people that in churches that are going there's not enough people you know we're not finding people to fill roles and 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 trying to do a notice and then nobody signs up and you're like what is going on in the church and and he he kind of did spin it around, not just in our thinking but saying actually what about if we considered for a minute what does the church have that we can offer people um, yeah. you know do we do we have some some vision um for the role that we're calling people to do how do they how does it connect to the gospel how does it connect to the the mission of what God's called us to do is is there room to develop it is there room for that person to develop it and he he had like 10 points didn't he and I don't think we're going to be able to nail them all but it, it was a really good thing saying actually you need to get this stuff in place before you start calling people and asking people and I there was some really um some good stuff in there
1: yeah, I mean, I love the fact that I wrote down, I've got my notes here, as you probably yeah. have there, what are we doing to make it easy to serve? And I don't just mean how to fill in a form or get your DBS checked and yeah. quickly or a bit of training. Are we actually providing that environment where people want to serve? You know, it, it was, I mean, the first three I, well, the first four I've got on this page are the the, the church vision I can own. I've been really challenged of late yeah. just in terms of, you know people's contribution, whether that's financially or resource-wise or time, just something they actually identify with to a cause that they mm. can see where there's an impact. Um. So I I always go back now. It was that story you told me about joining the dots up, and so many yeah. times you'll say join the dots with what you're doing to the gospel.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, join the dots from what you're doing to the gospel. Um. You know, and when the church vision is gospel, every single we do everything we ask of anybody or, or invite people to join with, needs to be viewed through the lens of how are we going to reach people with the gospel
0: yeah absolutely right yeah i love that i love that and and, and a reminder again isn't it of, of how that connects is great i i really liked his point about have have a, a scheme with a champion um so like have a uh a volunteer coordinator or or someone okay. that helps people connect to different roles in the church. And this was interesting because a lot of this responsibility lies on me and my church. So new people coming in, you know, stuff they've put on their application form of things that they might like to get involved in um they're completing that without really knowing everything that happens and where they could possibly play a part so this idea of actually yes, appointing a kind of volunteer is not the right word but sort of a, a service coordinator or something somebody who can kind of connect and say let me introduce you to this this and this why don't you go and try this team for a week and see if you really like it yeah. um we so, don't do so any volu- yeah we have a
1: volunteer coordinator she's called Tracy she's awesome Um, She's been to a couple of UCAN events as well. I think some of you might know her from maybe last year. So Tracy is our volunteer coordinator, and her role is to match somebody's interest with a position. And she has the most incredible conversations there. She does a lot of community engagement as well, so she sees much broader than just a Sunday serving as well. Yeah, yeah. So there may be somebody who comes along with, do you know what, I can't do a Sunday because I bring my grandchild, but I could do a Wednesday night. You know, or I could do something during the week or whatever. And she just gets those great conversations because if she's in constant contact with different ministry leads, Mm. you know, somebody's had to try there for a few weeks, actually didn't suit them. Yeah. But knows the skill sets, so they can come back and rework. And, you know, I think it just helps having that coordinator to know where is the need at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, you could give somebody a part time. I know you want to serve, but isn't serving such a great way to get to know people, especially yeah. when you're new in church? I do think that's where you start to meet the tribe. Yeah. Um, just, you know, serving alongside. I was talking with a guy the other day who said, and um, he was part of our church when it was very small, and he was a brand new Christian. And he said, I was discipled by putting chairs out on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Not the physical putting the chair out. Somebody alongside him, working with him, talking yeah. to him through his journey, and I just think sometimes we want this consumer. I'll go do that, and then I will. Yeah. But actually, getting alongside people, yeah, the spiritual journey, discipleship isn't a once ever or once only. It's mm. ongoing, isn't it, for mm. all of us?
0: And that that understanding yeah, of, of team is great, isn't it? Yeah. So as I, I'm not just filling the hour slot doing kids work but but i'm i'm there as part of a team and we are serving the kids together and that that it's just a slight change of emphasis but but it's, it's lovely to kind of build that and people do experience discipleship and grow in maturity in christ you know through those times um which is great so he he had some great stuff and i think just things like giving people like clear role descriptions and boundaries and what they can do, what they can't do. Cause people come back to you and ask you lots of questions where you're thinking you could probably just decide that you guys could develop that and, and, and use your, your skills, your skills and gifting here. So some room as well, you know, to grow the yeah, role.
1: Yeah. And I also think the, um, how, how did you find the, the narrative is a commitment that is limited. Well, surely we want everybody to be all in and completely unlimited, but I love that point about actually make it time bound. Mm have
0: you ever done that in your church yeah we have yeah we've asked people to say like would you give a year to this or you know we think this is going to take six months to get to know people and then you know would you would you consider a year after that so yeah I think it's it's good but I I wonder how many roles we do do that for people Mm. do get stuck in you know in a tea and coffee rotor or a refreshment rotor or something because they they really enjoy it and they love it and they don't want to go outside that comfort zone and and i guess it's it's us thinking individually rather than just thinking rotors. what's going to develop Mm -hmm. people actually you've got some leadership skills here would you consider shifting across into something else and doing something different and um i i love those conversations i just wish i had more time for that but actually john's recommendation of find someone who could maybe do like three hours a week or two hours a week and they just connect with people or or they think that way on sundays um, is is could be a good game changer, so um, worth considering for your church. Um, Definitely. anything else on John's before we dive into um, Jules's message?
1: Um, I've written a sentence or a question that I've never really thought about, before. not in so many words. How does this deliver discipleship? And it was just a really interesting change of. The use of the word deliver. Deci- deliver, yeah. I've never really thought of delivering discipleship, but it's that yeah. whole point of yeah. how can we use this uh, to serve the purpose of discipleship? So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was just an unusual thing for me to write down, but it must have been said, otherwise I wouldn't have written it in those words. But, yeah, yeah it was brilliant. Absolutely right. i a seminar that wasn't.
0: And it's probably it's probably good to point out here as well, isn't it? It's, it is about it is about service and volunteering and and we're never going to find a role for every single person in the church with some sort of full analysis of their gifting and deployment. You know, um, so if you listening to this thinking, right, what do I do from here um, then then start just start on one team, start on one one area. And, and see what kind of success you get and, and get some feedback from them. And, and maybe part of it's adjusting our style and our thinking rather than it is, you know, ex- you know, expecting too much from, from those who are serving, but, but yeah, we just all need to jump on board and play a part. Don't we, we want to see, you know, this, this 80, 20 thing that people talk about, the 20% do 80% of the work of the church. I'm glad that's not the case in our church. And, 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 and I want that to be different in in lots of churches. What where does that fall for you, Penny, on your place?
1: So I think post COVID, we've got quite a different demographic in church. It's we've still got the level of attendance, but it's a different group of people. You mm-hmm. still the same core in the middle. Um, I I just think how many times we say never underestimate the power of an invite because so many people see, especially if you're a well-functioning team or church service on a Sunday it comes in by fit, you know, surely it must be fine. Well, every team needs extra people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we need to be on the lookout all the time for having those conversations, whether it's over a coffee after church or whatever, and, and help our teams, empower our teams that they too can have those yeah. conversations. Yeah. You know, make it a team that is so exciting to be part of. You know, let's not keep being... Asking, let's celebrate the achievements of some of our teams. Yeah. And then people, I, I wouldn't be on that team because it looks like it's really good fun. Mm. You know, that is a, a great way of recruit, recruiting by attraction as well. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than by appeal. But I, yeah, we sometimes people can come and they don't know how to fit in. So don't underestimate mm. the power of an invite. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's good. And I think one of the things we've been chewing over for the last year has been kind of transferring the gospel and the work to the next generation. And John, just lovely saying, we, I love that perspective that we want younger people serving. But he's saying, don't forget this, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s group, you know, that, that may have stopped doing COVID. And maybe we need to think about a strategy of how we continue to have them involved and bring their wisdom and bring their maturity to bear on our younger groups of um demograph and and there were some good challenges in there which i haven't kind of fully thought through yet but yeah if we just go from that we take this from the you know the older folk in our church and we go that right go for it young people um it's not going to be a healthy thing is it
1: no we'll miss things that it's like when you replace a Somebody who's been a teacher for a hundred years, or maybe even thirty, you know, with a newly qualified, the the experience isn't there, is there? The wisdom and the the learned experience that you can't pick up in a job description. So yeah. yeah and we all need spiritual grandparents.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We learn so much something from just, you know, just serving alongside them, let alone, you mm. know, sitting and having a meal or coffee, just just seeing their example, seeing what they love, what they're passionate about. It just overflows and and I think that maturity is, yeah, it has a great effect, a great gospel effect on the church. So um, if you're an older person listening to this, serving in your church, thank you. And uh, don't think your time has come to an end and you need to pass this on, but but continue to encourage that younger generation, continue to work alongside them. We definitely want to see that in churches. So that's cool. Um, we've probably got time to jump into Jules' message at the end. Um, okay. Super intelligent, bright Jules, kind of bringing her pearls of wisdom um her message was centered into a lot of it was culture and Mm -hmm. you know I kind of finished the conference saying I've got three things on my board you know gospel doctrine which we want we want we want there to be great gospel teaching we want people to be discipled we want people to be serving you know that kind of gospel doctrine section and then gospel culture you know, what's the flavor? What's the experience? How do we do what we do? And how do we do it in a way that just reflects Christ and, and honors him? And then that gospel effect, that if we've got great doctrine and great gospel culture, then we're going to see gospel effect. And, and just that that celebration of gospel effect is is what I what I, I love doing. And those are kind of three things that, that I'm on my board saying, you need to be reminded of this. And I think the reality is we do, we do spend quite a lot of our time, I think, as an ops and admin, in the gospel culture section. We are going to be setting the flavor, the tone, the outworking of people's discipleship or examples or models, you know, all of that stuff we're involved in. Um and I know for some people talking to them after the conference, they were like, I didn't realize that I was responsible for this. I didn't realize that I've got a part to play in this. Um, what did you pick up, Penny? Chatting about culture.
1: We are the culture carriers, aren't we? Especially if you're there all day every day, you know, that we can sometimes be the first person that, I don't know, somebody who's come in as a room hirer or come in for the yeah. food bank, we might be the first person they meet. We are Jesus in person to them, Yeah, you know, his hands and his feet. And I don't say that disrespectfully or or heretically, you know, we, we are the hands and feet of Jesus to that person at that time. So we need to be displaying that i think jules called it jesus culture didn't you yeah that's what uh, yeah that was her yeah.
0: language wasn't it yeah
1: yeah but we we need to to really work on that culture within our staff teams you know some some staff teams have it great you know we all have bad days don't we we all have bad days but the culture is you know i'll say gav i'm sorry i'm having a really crap day. I'm sorry i don't know i will say that um <laughs> you know and you'll pick me up or you'll give me a scripture or you'll you know, give me a, a talking to or whatever. You know, and, and we need to be not worried about doing that. Mm-hmm. I think you know we need to hold each other accountable because at the end of the day, we might be. Did I read it the other day? I, I read somewhere the other day. We might be the telling of the gospel, the only telling of the gospel that person has heard all week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or
1: year or month or whatever, and that telling is through our actions, through our demeanor, through the way we present ourselves. Um. You know, and that's for us within our teams, within the people that we meet, within the the atmosphere in the building, whatever yeah. it is. It's not just a touchy feely atmosphere. It's that being in God's presence at all times.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was good. I think Jules Jules is great, and I think I think there's probably too much content in it. It, it would I was like. Jules we could have done this we needed you earlier in the day and we need to break this down and there's there's just so much more as you can say and I'm sure she probably felt that it's like I've got all this content to to go through um and I whenever I talk to my my leaders about culture and something it it can sometimes sort of rub against in the wrong way because it's the kind of the wrong kind of language and and I think um you know if if I was to kind of try and define culture and what we're using is kind of who who are we and how we work together it's kind of a kind of how we have kind of trying to pitch it is actually that you guys are interested in culture but you just don't use that those words to describe it and you know as Jules used Jesus culture and I use gospel culture and mm-hmm. um, we're talking about the same thing here we want the same outcomes don't we actually um and so Jules just had some great tools didn't she to go right okay every team is going to experience um conflict there's there's going to be conflicts with staff members there's going to be times where volunteers are going to fall out there's going to be times where um we we're not going to see eye to eye with with the leadership team and we're trying to do admin and ops and and so she took took us through some tools and examples there and it was great just to go actually yeah this is a different way that we might be able to approach this there's a more gospel way to do this um so i enjoyed I that love,
1: i love the continuum that she showed us the looking upstream and downstream how mm-hmm. would jesus respond to this do you remember yeah. those bracelets what would jesus do you know how would he be what does the scripture say about the response to this particular yeah. whether it's a situation or a you know a difficulty or whatever and then how am i going to implement that downstream that points back to jesus yeah you know it was just a, an infinity loop wasn't it i've yeah. got my diagram here so what? How would Jesus do this, and how does that impact culture? Yeah, you know that. that was a, there were some really good questions. You know, there weren't necessarily a load of answers here, but the tools yeah, always right. give us the ability to ask the questions, don't they?
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It was it was one of those things where you had to go away and do some work, and 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 I hope I hope yeah, church administrators go back and listen to it again and and, and re re look again at what what some of the takeaway things were. Um,
1: yeah, Something. it's it's worth saying, isn't it, that they you know the, these talks are online because um, one of the things I've got in front of me is how to create that healthy culture because it's all very well talking yeah. about it, but sometimes you need to know where do I start, what do I do, yeah. and you know these are sometimes benchmarks we can we can set ourselves as well, but you know that whole idea of you know vocabulary language how we do our communication all leading to healthy culture you know she explained that really well but i'm sure there's loads of water to to read and and study on that
0: yeah and it's great isn't it it's it's you know we can you know i've caught myself saying you know we're, we're not a great team at praying together or something like that and then you you reflect on it and say well actually what what does the culture look like what what's your what's my personal prayer like am i coming to the office and and praying first and my staff are aware that i'm doing that do we start every meeting with an opportunity to for people to ask for prayer um what does our dependency look like on god how are we praying into specific activities and stuff and she's saying you know if you want to build a gospel of prayer how do you input what are some of the inputs into the culture where we can see you know and enjoy and celebrate those those outputs that go out and um and we're experiencing grace. And uh, yeah, so it was, a, it was a, it was a healthy talk. She had different examples didn't she, that she walked us through and said, this is what we do and this is how we do it. And this is how it works. And you go, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah,
1: it was a lot in there. It, it was a lot. lot. It? And,
0: um, and, it, and it might be worth considering a, you know, a um, a conference that's, that's dedicated to kind of a conversation like that. And I, I loved um, Jules's heart again, you know, saying, how do we care for people in our workplaces how do we do that and and particularly in the light of the the topic being you know trying to do more with less there are points where you're going into intense zones which is where Andy started where it links all well together where people are gonna feel the pressure we're gonna feel the pressure and and we may just kind of dumping some of that pressure on some of our staff and our volunteers and stuff and um actually how do we care for them during this time and recognizing that actually there are different zones and stuff that you think actually we're coming now into a zone where it's the summertime where it's going to be a little bit easier Um, what are some of the inputs that we could put into the culture over this next month and that's that's a good question i've been asking myself what does that does that look like additional time for us to do a 15-minute bible study together as a team does that mean we can get someone in to come and chat about an area or is it time for some training? You know, what, what are some of these things now that we've got over the summer, we've got a little bit more time to think and a little bit more time to get ready for September. And I think there's some, uh, some lots of good takeaways in this. Mm. That was brilliant.
1: It was
0: so Good conference. Really? If you it. I, hope, I hope we're encouraging you to kind of, you know, connect in and do something. I mean, f- there's no better thing at a conference than, than chatting to other administrators. You know, it's great. Over the day, I got to speak to 10, 15 different people that are doing the same jobs, um, who are experiencing grace and some that are facing difficulty. Um, but to be able to stop and pray for each other, encourage each other, have lunch together, coffee breaks. I feel like the coffee break should have been longer, pen. I'm to, well I'm put that out you, have, there
1: have you filled in your feedback form
0: i i i think i have filled in my feedback form actually yeah to
1: self put in longer coffee put breaks is it
0: it. just that extended yeah. time to be together you know i mean yeah. we started the conference half time i was like let's let's get going at half nine but you know i forget people you know your team were traveling from bolton so it was a fair they way did.
1: they they <laughs> were the up day. at 5 in
0: the morning uh, so uh yeah really really good time really good interesting time so um So well done to, uh, particularly to Becky Thomas and the Cutting Edge team and the Ucan board and everyone for for working hard to put this together. I I think these are good, fruitful times and so grateful to God for the blessings that they are. Penny, thank you for your time. Thank you for your reflections and uh, love having you on the podcast.
1: Until next time.
0: Until next time. Yeah, it's great. And if there's anything that the church office could do or you've got any follow-up questions that you want to ask me and Penny, then please get in contact at questions at thechurchoffice.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you. Love to connect you. If there's anything, any way that we can serve you, then we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for growing. We would love you to do a share this with another church administrator or someone in admin and ops who's working behind the scenes. Please pass the pod on and encourage them. And if you fancy writing a little review, and a little summary about the podcast and that would be amazing love it penny thank you take care and we'll speak to you soon goodbye everyone